0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and AM member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, here to help you
2: stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. I'm
0: better
3: than
1: hey, I'm Welcome to Tuesday, 22nd of November. Top of 19 across Adelaide today. It's going to be partly cloudy. Good to have you on board. A uh, man who, I mean, does he need an introduction? Let's do it anyway. Let's do our best. In a past life, he was himself. Yep. If opportunity knocks
4: and he's not home,
1: opportunity waits. Every time. <laughs> He gave his father the talk. He is the most interesting man in the world. How did Ross Gibbs go when he gave him the talk?
5: He gave his father the talk. That's brilliant. That's two <laughs> That's two mornings in a row.
1: Ross Gibbs, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Retreat. Uh, we've got another one for Thursday morning, so well. don't worry about <laughs> yeah, that.
5: We might have one for you, too, actually, <laughs> on Thursday morning. Of
1: course, we're uh, off air tomorrow morning because the Socceroos will be in action against France as we take a little look at uh, the um, group game right now. USA taking on Wales. It is. Zip all, nil
5: all, zero all. It is half an hour in, mm. and geez, I'm loving this. Exciting, World, isn't World it? Cup. It's very good. In the studio with you, talking all things sport. Does it get any better? I don't think it does. This is
1: uh, um, brilliant. Have you peaked?
5: I'm, I'm peaking. <laughs> Are you peaking right now?
1: <laughs> Gee, big show coming up as well. I mean, Jason has just really outdone himself once again. I mean, it's, it just feels like each and every show gets bigger and better. How is it even possible? Uh, Michelangelo Rucci just after 7 o'clock. Mark Milligan, our our Adelaide United correspondent, but also, let's call him a World Cup correspondent as well, over 80 caps for the Socceroos, absolute champion of the game. Robert Franks from the Adelaide 36ers, he's been on fire. He's been very, very consistent. Uh, And then at 8 o'clock, we're going to speak to Riley Thilthorpe from the Crows, one of your old teammates.
5: Uh, Did you get Riley? I
1: missed him. You just missed him? I missed him. Right, okay. Um, Same club, though, back in the day. There's a link there.
5: Yeah, we can... No, uh, we definitely weren't teammates. Mm, okay. But, yeah, big show, as you said, Hazy. So, really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, be really interested to see uh, Mark Milligan's thoughts on how our Socceroos are going to fare with uh, with their first game coming up against a tough opponent in France, the, the reigning World Cup champions, who are uh, a few injury setbacks, so you never know. We, uh, we had them up against the ropes four years ago when we played them. So... Hopefully we can do some things similar, but looking forward to seeing his thoughts on how we're going to fare in this year's World Cup.
1: Mm. I'm always interested in how people dress, et cetera, in situations where you probably should be dressed quite formally. For example, the USA coach is, and I was just listening to the outstanding SEN commentary team before, described him as looking like he's been dressed by Tony Hawk, which makes a lot of sense. He's wearing like almost cargo pants, a printed T-shirt, <laughs> as he's on the sideline pretending to be the manager. It's like, come on, mate, just put a suit on you never ditch the tie.
5: He's not standing on his skateboard, is he?
1: Oh, he might be. It's a real American vibe that he's got going on. Res- uh, respect and- to him, because no doubt he's very comfortable.
5: Absolutely. And you know what? If it's going to help him coach better or manage better... Good on him. Go for it. Absolutely go Good for it. You.
1: Live your best life. Go USA, as they say, against Wales. USA, very much... Mm, I don't know how they go on the men's side of things, but in terms of uh, the girls, absolute powerhouses. Men, not so much.
5: Uh, no, but uh, they've played well in recent years, uh, and even Wales, we're uh, we're seeing them in the World Cup for the first time for a long time. So Gareth Bale uh, leading the charge up front. So uh, this one might be a close one.
1: In terms of uh, uniforms as well. The US always look good. I don't know if because it's just a simple flag, it looks good. If it's the, the aura of the US as a um, as an identity in world sport, but. Their uniforms, no matter what it is, they always look good, don't they?
5: They're usually pretty sharp. Usually just pretty crisp. sharp. Just crisp. Don't go over the top too much. But uh, when they do things, they're usually doing pretty well. Yeah, Especially good on, on Especially on a World Cup stage. You don't want to miss those things.
1: No, you don't. You don't want a fashion miss. Now, these are little things that you're not going to hear on the other sports shows. B you Rowe, they're not going to talk about no, this. No, they're not. not. No, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> the be- uh, <laughs> coach just jumped on there before with his T-shirt. He's looking fantastic. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what else we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to hear from Connor Rosie as well. We spoke yesterday, our first media conference for the year. So, uh, footy is back effectively, both sides, first to fourth year players turned up, but now what is the norm is they'll say, righto, the young blokes, they're due back, but pretty much the entire squad comes back, isn't it?
5: And I hated it.
1: So, it, and, and what, is it still up to you though? Yeah. it's And they up. go, oh, you don't have to come back, but uh, let's see. And then you send a little group text around to all the other senior players and they're like, yeah, we're here.
5: Uh, as uh, the USA just put one in the back of the net, hazy to go one nil up against Wales, but I hated it. I hated the oh you're you're in the older bracket now. You can get an extra two weeks, but basically uh, you can come back and it's going to be optional compulsory that you come back on day one with everyone else. Jeez, mm. oh, uh, you'd have the, you'd have your exit meeting at the end of the year and it'd be like right, oh this this is when you're due to come back, but oh jeez, I tell you. He's, it'd be, you'd show really great leadership if you came back with the young guys and really set a good example. And yeah, you know, they didn't expect you to be there for every sec, every uh, session. But um, the fact that you felt like you had to come back an extra two weeks than you were supposed to, it—I uh, didn't really like it.
1: Yeah. See, now say we we're watching Port Adelaide training, and I'm looking and going, "Well, actually, who's not here?" And there was a few senior blokes, but and in some of them as well, I was like, mm, uh, "I actually don't want them here. I, I don't want." I don't want Charlie Dixon back three or four weeks early because he doesn't need to do that. And I don't want to put too much conditioning into Charlie because um, it feels like with Charlie's body, he needs to be absolutely perfect and almost down to the minute getting him cherry ripe. So you don't want to just put extra training into him for the sake of it.
5: I suppose the only benefit is, because of the teams that didn't make the finals, they have been done for quite a long time now. And the boys obviously would have been... Training pretty hard by themselves and and in small groups, so you you do actually get to a point where you you are sick of training one out or by yourself uh, in small groups. So to actually just come back and do the the main footy sessions, it, it's probably actually not too bad. But um, yeah, I always felt that little bit of extra pressure to come back early when maybe an extra two weeks off would have uh, would have been handy.
1: Mm, good for you as well because you treat it like a little fitness camp behind the scenes when you no doubt. <laughs> That's why you come back and finish bottom five every time.
5: It's <laughs> just work. Oh, geez, I've actually got two weeks to get fit here. This is not going to end well.
1: Probably. Oh, I'm just not a cardio guy, you know? <laughs> just not a cardio guy. Well, why is your guts hanging down around your knee, okay? Enjoy- That's not a cardio thing.
5: Look, I enjoy a good time. I enjoy my holidays. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way.
1: Uh, it's good, though. It good to get back into it. It felt like a, a little bit of normality going back to training yesterday and just uh, watching the boys go at it. Uh, your breakout players for 2023. Give us a nomination, both clubs, Port Adelaide and the Crows. 0427-154-166. Of course, can give us a call throughout the morning. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Up for grabs, Jace, We have got another little Signet Booster Power Bank up for grabs. You betcha, you betcha, baby. One more to give away uh, today, and another one on Thursday. No doubt, best caller or the best text. My parents are in town as well. They're from Wagga New South Wales. I'm originally from New South Wales. So they're staying over for a couple of days. And got in yesterday at about 3.30. I was still at work. I wasn't getting home until about 7 o'clock. And then I get the text at around about 6 o'clock from uh, the Dale saying, Can you uh, hurry up home? Because Henry is showing off. And by showing off, he's running around um, dropping F-bombs.
5: Dropping mm. the F-bomb? Yeah. How old is he?
1: He's four. So, unfortunately, I reckon he's heard Dad say it a couple of times. <laughs> and I'll just say it under my breath or... Whatever, and he'll pick up that it's a bad thing. He picks up purely from your reaction. So if you do something and you go oh or oh, 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 just ignore that, then that's when he goes, oh, what am I ignoring here? So if you yep. just sort of treated it like it was a normal word, he wouldn't even it wouldn't even be absorbed. But unfortunately, it's in there right now. And the mind of a four-year-old, where you're like, well, grandma and grandma here, you know, it's gonna really knock their socks off. I'm gonna run around the house screaming at the f-bomb.
5: And no doubt the reaction. Mm. Again, he feeds off that yep. from everyone.
1: And mum and grandma and granddad aren't, I mean, they visit maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. So it's not like, and they're much closer in terms of location to my sister and her kids. So if my sister's kids are doing that, then they could be like, hey, stop doing that. But because they probably feel like visitors, they're sort of sitting (laughs) back and going, oh. (laughs) Just letting him go. Okay. Just letting him go. And he's running around going, oh, I am the king.
5: <laughs> F this, F that. What sort of parents are we? Yeah.
1: So it's all happening in our household. Any parenting tips, Gibbsy?
5: Uh, no, I actually fall into the trap a little bit as well. Do you know what gets me? Is uh, running around the, the house trying to impress people, <laughs> yelling F word. Yeah, That's where Charlie gets it from. <laughs> uh, he's in the car listening to music Yeah. and expletives come on in songs that I like to listen to. Yep. Not thinking that the kids are just sitting right by me listening to it as well. Mm. And uh, Charlie just pulls me out flat out now. Dad, swear word. Dad, oh, swear word. It's going. Oh,
1: s- yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry. sorry about that, mate. I messed up again. The Kid Leroy song, one of Henry's favourite songs. And in the middle of it, it goes, I'll be, F word. <laughs> if you can't be right here, yeah. i do the same. And then Henry just belts it out. He's just, way he goes. Yeah, thanks he's, a lot, Kid Leroy. Normal.
5: Yeah, then <laughs> yeah. takes it to Kindy or takes it to school and continues. Uh, Belting it out. Stop, stop
1: raising my kid to be a gangster. <laughs> That's what Kid Leroy's doing. He is. 11, minute pa- 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. Did see another little interview just uh, flowed past my desk as well. When I want to say interview, I mean article. Completely different things. Um, in regards to a man-cad. You're not going to believe this. It's still it's still doing the rounds. It's just ridiculous. So this particular article talking about the man-cad, which was... I mean, their uh, the headline is quite ridiculous. It's a pathetic way to play. Victorian cricketers' controversial dismissal sparks furious debate. Footage has circulated on social media of a cricketer attempting the controversial dismissal during a Victorian sub-district cricket association match on the weekend, inevitably sparking debate. So every time we think of MANCAT, we think of Ravi Ashwin, we think of it happening probably on the subcontinent. It has surfaced in our big brown land. And I tell you, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And it's time that we start a movement. And that is, yes, we man-cad. Yes, we mancad. It's part of the rules. So in short, <laughs> it's not in the spirit of the game and all those types of things. But is it in the spirit of the game, effectively, the batsman cheating and getting a couple of extra meters on the bowler before he's even left, got past the crease? How's that in the spirit of the game? Yet the bowler going, hang on, how are you allowed to get a head start, but I'm not allowed to run you out? So how's it not both it's both ways?
5: Well you should get a warning. The batsman should get a warning. No,
1: no, straight. I mean, if up. if he does it again, straight he'll up. lose
5: runs or something.
1: well, uh, no, we're a competitive nation.
5: I'm not sure you're gonna have too many uh on this petition that you that you wanna get, get up Yes, up.
1: we man cat. I don't
5: know, I don't know if the listeners and there's much support. Oh Jace Jace is keen, that uh, yeah, no, I just I don't like it. Jace loves it. I don't like it. Mm. I don't like the look of it.
1: You don't like the look it's, of it?
5: It's nah. It's, well, not, it's not. It's not how you want to dismiss someone in a game of cricket. Well, it's
1: certainly not how you want to do it. But I've got no issues with straight up. If someone, if I, if I was bowling and someone was aggressively uh, leaving that crease and backing up and going, "No, too bad, champion. See you later," I'm flicking the bales off. Yes, we mancat. Thoughts: zero four two seven one five four one double six. Can we normalise mancat?
5: So, say the World Cup just gone mm. out here at the MCG. Comes down to the last ball. And they'd won off the last to win. And of course, the batsman's going to back up, but basically, tip and run. Yep. Takes off. Mankad him to win the World Cup. Yeah. You'd, you'd be happy with that?
1: Completely fine with it because, like you just mentioned, you know that he's going to furiously back up. So if ever Mankad oh. did come into absolutely into its own element, that was the moment. Yes, we Mankad.
5: Yeah, that would just yeah yeah that'd just go down like a lead balloon for me. Oh. I'm not happy
1: with that. You're not happy? No. Okay. Well, let's put it out there oh four two seven one five four one double six. Can we normalize this thing? Uh, and does it have a spot? Does it have a place to be a pretty stock standard dismissal in cricket? If you're, and I'll say it as aggressive, if you're arrogant enough to be backing up that furiously right. and leaving your crease before the bowlers even let go of the ball, then you deserve to have your bails flicked off.
5: All right. What about this? I'll give you this. After seeing. A little bit of a uh, underwhelming support for the T Twenty World Cup recently. Mm. What about they just do it only in T Twenty format? What mancad? Yeah, I'm they, listening. They can trial it in uh, in that form of the game because uh, it's not getting the legs like it used to.
1: Well, I feel like in, in the ICC have officially made it a rule. Like you can be dismissed, obviously. Yeah. In, during mancad um look that's an interesting one because t20 is the pioneers to try and change your traditional views and thoughts on the way that cricket should be played yes we mancad via t20
5: that's
1: it oh four two seven one five four one double six uh big show ahead like we mentioned uh we're going to do it this morning as well thanks to our good friends at tyre power uh pick pick one big holiday sale on right now and our good friends at mourn team as well we thank them for their continued support mourn team ford mount barker that's where you go for the v6 ranger The weather's doable today, thank goodness. But who knows? I mean, I'll check my phone in the next four or five minutes. When do we turn to Melbourne with our weather? It's so unpredictable.
5: Well, yeah, you usually just guess the weather uh, I've found in the last couple of weeks. So I'm glad you actually looked it up this time. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be looking all right today.
1: Well, usually if I just go for the um, partly cloudy 22 degrees, I'm not far off. If I did that this morning, actually, it wouldn't be that far off. 19 degrees with some cloud about the place. Uh, I'm supposed to have a big golf day on Saturday as well. I'm sort of hosting this golf thing. I play golf once, maybe twice, every three or four years. Okay. Um, and right now there's a shower or two, so I don't know what to do. Do I call this off? Do I sit around and wait? I and mean, I'll make a call on maybe Thursday. What would you do? No, Apart from probably go get a new sharp haircut.
5: <laughs> and go buy uh, 50 bowls because I know I'll be uh, searching <laughs> for them uh, in the bushes for most of the afternoon. So you don't hit them that well, is that what you're saying? Or just because you don't play play. often, you don't hit them well? Or you do hit them well, you just don't play often?
1: No, I think uh, all of the negative options you just use. I don't play very often and I don't hit them well.
5: (laughs) Okay. Do you at least look the part? Because that's usually what happens. If you can't play, most of those people have got the full kit. Mm. They actually look like they know what they're doing. Yep. But more often than not, they've got no idea.
1: No, there's a chance I'll be looking exactly the way I'm looking right now. And that is a T-shirt with a hoodie, um, sweatshorts, Socks and Birkenstocks <laughs> and no undies. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm wearing undies. 17 minutes past six. Morning.
2: Bryce Gibbs. Text line 166.
1: Yes, we ManCad. Trying to normalise the ManCad in world crickets after some uh, vision on social media doing the rounds of a Victorian district cricket game and uh, saying it's not in the spirit of the game and all of that crap. Come on. Shouldn't be backing
5: up that hard. Or we're going to settle it. Twitter poll. Twitter poll. It's
1: out there. It's out there. On the so SCN socials. SCN1629, this uh, text from Hawk and Mount Gambier said, yes to Mancab, but call it a run out, or at least the umpire should call one short like any other run. Okay, like that. Okay. We're coming up with alternatives. It's really good. Uh, time to speak to a dear friend of the show. Good morning to you, Annie. Good morning, boys. I finally
6: got through. I heard you had... Phone problems
1: yesterday. Yes, we had a few little gremlins in the system, but uh, we kicked them out. And so now you're on board, Annie. What's on your mind? Good to speak to you.
6: Oh, I'm, I'm just happy that my boys are back.
1: Yeah, they look good too. The
6: training, well, not all of them. Obviously, the young first of fours. But I was just going to say, um, I like it'd be interesting when they do when everyone's back and they do their two K time trials or whatever it is, um, who's going to be the king? Because Carl Amon is no longer there. Mm. So my thought is, what if Tommy Clurie's knee all good to go, I reckon he could be the 2K time trial king.
1: Yeah, Tom Clurie's a a really, really strong um, distance runner, like an absolute gun, which I think a lot of people wouldn't have realised. but. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, Carl, I think it was uh, in terms of those runs and everything from all reports, it was King Carl and everyone else, wasn't
5: it? Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. who, would, uh, I'm, not sure <laughs> who would, why.
1: I'm not sure why you would know that I, inside information. I, yeah,
5: you... I don't. I usually hear the 2K time <laughs> trial and I uh, switch <laughs> off straight away. <laughs> so, um,
1: Can you see, at the
5: crows and even Carlton, could
1: you see who was up the front uh, from they, where you were? No,
5: that, I could because they'd lap me. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Ed Kernow used to run like a... 5.45 or a 5.50 Jeez, like insane, fine. insane, right? And he literally nearly would be lapping me.
7: <laughs> 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 you don't want to get lapped on a 2K, that's really, but really I, disturbing I like you
5: stuff. you do see that more often these days, the big guys, the, the big ruckmen, even like Riley O'Brien, say from the Crows, he was top five. I think Riley Thilthorpe runs a, runs a pretty sharp time as well and, and is in the top, top five to ten so we do see it more and more these days. It's not just... Uh, a test for the, the young skinny whippets these days, that the big fellas actually can uh, motor along as, just as well as the, the small midfielders. It's
1: impressive. Riley Ryan and Riley Philthorpe. We're going to speak to Philthorpe a little bit later on just after 8 o'clock. Stick around for that chat. Hey, Annie, before we let you go, who's your breakout player for 2023 from Port Adelaide?
6: Oh, I'm going to have to say Connor because I think he's going to go um, to the next level and I also think that he'll win the best and fairest uh, very closely followed by my boy Peps, I think. So we've got my tickets for that last night. So I'm looking forward to that on the 5th of December.
1: Very nice. Yes, he would absolutely be paying about a dollar oh two, I reckon. Conor Rosie to pick up his first Best and fairest award, and um, look, if Conor Rosie's going to take another step forward, then I suppose from here the next step is for him to win a Brownlow.
5: I think that's the sort of areas <laughs> we're talking about if he's going uh, to another level in his game. So. Uh, For Port Adelaide fans, that uh, they'd be pretty pleased if that was to happen.
1: Absolutely. We're going to hear from Connor Rosie just after 7 o'clock. His goals, what is the next step, etc. But look, he's an absolute star and uh, as long as he stays fit, stays healthy, Port Adelaide supporters, footy supporters are going to have fun watching him because he just moves a little bit smooth at the most. Some of those blokes who, it looks effortless and it's very, very natural to him.
5: Yeah, he certainly does. And uh, that, that move into the midfield, which we were all waiting for, uh, it, it happened this year and he did not let us down, Hazy.
1: No, he didn't. What about this while well, we are talking about Port Adelaide as well? Just a little uh, um, little social media update from the Doncaster Football Club over in Victoria. He said uh, the Doncaster Football Club, they are the Sharks, is thrilled. or Are they Sharks? Yes, they are. It's thrilled to announce the signing of Port Adelaide and AFL great Robbie Gray. Wow. So Robbie Gray is playing for Doncaster. Um, in the write-up, Robbie managed an impressive, yes, it is pretty impressive, 271 games, 367 goals, a porter like to go with four australians AFLCA champion player of the year and five showed medals. We're excited to have Robbie involved and on board at the Sharks. He and senior coach Chris Anakis, I think it's pronounced, have been lifelong friends and have always wanted to play footy together one day. They're very much looking forward to taking the field together in 2023. I feel like there'd be nothing worse than playing amateur footy and then you line up next to Robbie Gray. <laughs> You're a, you're a defender and you're playing on Robbie Gray, and you're sitting there going, What the hell am I doing yeah, here? Good, good I, this, this is not why I signed up to play football. So the, this uh, isn't fun for me no. anymore. I shouldn't have to play against Robbie Gray. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and so the Grays have moved back to Victoria. Is that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I'm, I'm not sure exactly fly where. Fly in, fly out sort of setup. Yeah,
1: I don't know exactly where Robbie would be situated. Um, so at the end of the statement says Rob has recently taken up a position in Port Adelaide's list management and recruiting team. And when the time permits between work commitments, he's excited to represent the Sharks.
5: Okay, so he might not be playing each and every week, but yes. uh, yeah, I mean, that's what you can do now that you're retired. You can uh, hook up with some, some old friends and old teammates and run around and not take, uh, not take a game of football so seriously. But no doubt, uh, yeah, as you said, whoever, whoever has to get the job. <laughs> On, uh, on one of the, the greatest small forward slash midfielder operators that we've seen in the last decade or two in Robbie Gray. Um, you're going to be in for a long day.
1: Yeah, you don't want to do that. I remember, so obviously back in the day when AFL players were assigned to different sample clubs, there wasn't the reserves. And every Thursday night you'd be looking at teams going, oh, is there anyone has been drafted? Is there anyone that's coming back from injury that's got to have a stint in the sample? And you just wonder whether you were going to time it. And you'd know who everyone was aligned to. And I remember a couple of times, well, early days, you'd have to play on Taylor Walker. But then there was one time where Warren Treadray was injured for a few weeks and he came back via the sample. And he must have played for the Maggies. But then played. he must have played for the Maggies. I reckon he played against Port. Sorry, uh, against Norwood at Norwood. And he kicked like seven or eight goals, I yeah. thought. <laughs> He just timed it so badly yeah, to get Treadray on his return game by the sample. And he comes out and kicks seven. Yeah, and it was like... And then you get dropped the next
5: week. <laughs> he would have taken
1: about 10 contested marks. Too. It was ridiculous. Uh, 629 on 1629 SENSA. Uh, doing it this morning, thanks to Weeks as well. Discover a better way to build Weeks homes. Discover different. Uh, and Kemba's Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. Good morning.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles.
2: Tire Power here to help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. I'm
1: better than that man. Yes, we mankad on this mission to normalise mankading in our game because you know if the batsman is cheeky enough to back up before the balls even leave the hand. Then he gets his balls flicked off. Uh, this text. From uh, Brett, come morning to you, mate. He said, "Here's an angle. Here's an angle you haven't looked at. I'm a former club bowler. I don't like the stupid man dismissal because it would rob me as a bowler of the chance of a wicket. That's good. That's what cricket's all about. It's about individual gro- glory inside a team sport."
5: Okay, so <laughs> it gets classified as a run out, so you actually don't get the the wicket on your figures. Yeah, what do you change in Brett the paper
1: to be a, a wicket? Geez <laughs> a bowler would be all for it then, wouldn't you?
5: <laughs> then we'd only ever see, see it. Four, time, four times in and over. Yeah. Attempted madcads.
1: Attempted madcads. <laughs> so, too many delays in the game yeah. for bowlers trying to mancad.
5: See, this is what you're bringing to the game of cricket, age It's good,
1: isn't it? Just trying to think outside the box it's here, br- rub- bro. Rubbish. Oh, come on, mate. Stop being such a traditionalist. <laughs> Look outside. I mean, let's make this thing flow, if you know what I mean. 6.35 on 1629 SENSA. Time to get stuck into the news. Coming up after that, we'll go through a little sports update and we'll get into our footy shorts.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power here to help you stay safe
2: on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
0: I'm better than
1: that man, I'm looking at you. I'm better Cole's going very well on Twitter. at 1629. Sensa, just uh, throwing the question out there: Could we normalise man Yes, we. Yes, we man. Cad is the slogan. Um, let's go to results. Yeah, the results going, mate? I think it's very much in favour of people just normalising this thing. Completely all for it. And why not? It's a part of cricket now. And if you're cheeky enough to try and back up and give yourself an advantage, then expect to be um, found undone. 75% said yes, man, cutting is completely fine. And good luck to you if you want to back up out of your crease. But no, there could be some dire consequences. OK?
5: Yeah, you'll be out.
1: You'll be out. T-Story Walking Champion. Uh, time to get it stuck into our sports update. Speaking of cricket, the Redbacks fall back on day two of the Shield clash with Queensland. That's happening at Adelaide Oval, resuming on day two in serious trouble at six for 107, one stage off five for 25. Redbacks lost Ben Minenti with no addition to the overnight score. Nathan McAndrew joined keeper Harry Nilsson with the pair putting on 97 before Nilsson was dismissed for 90. It was an outstanding innings by the young man. Whereas Agar continued the tail wag for SA with a quick fire 21 and the Redbacks reached a respectable total of 240 before being bowled out. Queensland finished day two, two for 88 with open Joe Burns, 49 not out, and eyeing a landmark score to celebrate his 100th at shield appearance for the Blues. Menente and McAndrew with the wicket takers for the Redbacks. So, disastrous start to day one, fighting back on day two. That's all we'll say.
5: Well, that's something. That's something. At least there is a bit of fight. There's some fight there. In the there. Redbacks there, because it was looking... Dire. Very horrible at one yes. stage there. Indeed. So... See how they go. More cricket here with Mitchell Stark. Uh, He's going to be rested for Australia's third Dettol ODI against England on Tuesday with the Tasmanian paceman Riley Meredith called up to the squad. The star left armour who claimed four wickets in a player of the match performance during Saturday's 72-run victory in Sydney will miss the clash as he looks to prepare himself for the upcoming NRMA Insurance Test Series against the West Indies starting next week. What?
1: Just this is the formality. It's good. <laughs> the, the debt hole, ODI and the NRMA what? insurance test. <laughs>
5: What's that? Oh, it's just good that you really
1: I'm just I've got to read these things out. Yeah, I've got to give the sponsors some love. You do. You do. Now okay where Sorry, am I? Sorry, continue. <laughs>
5: Sorry. So all rounder Ashton Agar will also miss the final ODI as he joins the Prime Minister's 11 squad for their tour match against the Windy starting on Wednesday. Newly appointed captain Pat Cummings will likely return to the ODI side in Melbourne after sitting out game two over the weekend. However, Agard's departure could open the door for Meredith. There you go. The
1: Detile ODI series too. thank you very much. Sorry, I missed the line again. Game <laughs> <did I? laughs> three today uh, at the MCG, Ooh, geez, risky in terms of numbers. Can't see too many people flocking through the gates for a dead rubber on a Tuesday afternoon.
5: No, and uh, yeah, we'll, we saw both captains get rested for game two, so it just makes you think how seriously both teams are taking this yeah. series, this series uh, at the moment.
1: David Warner has unloaded on Cricket Australia for the traumatising delay in making code of conduct changes, which have opened the door uh, for the batting star to overturn his lifetime leadership ban. So on Monday, Cricket Australia confirmed it had approved changes to its play code, allowing players to apply to have a long-term sanctions modified and Warner will take up the offer in order to either overturn or at least change the terms of the ban handed down for his role in Sandpaper Scandal in 2018. But for Warner, the changes have come nine months too late, having first been mooted in February and the 35-year-old launched on the process that he said made it look like I am campaigning, which I am not. What a mess. It is a mess, mess, isn't it? And why is Steve Smith absolutely not just being pushed straight into the role? Is he not wanted? There's a... Uh, in terms of the leadership things happening behind the scenes with Cricket Australia, it is a massive mess. And what, I mean, he's starting to sit there and going, oh, wait, hang on, do we overreact to the um, sandpaper scandal? And did we purely react and do things which we thought the public would go, okay, great, that's a good way to handle it? Maybe they did.
5: Yeah, Well, yeah, it obviously was a little bit of an overreaction. And don't get me wrong, what, what they did wasn't great. It, and, it and wasn't they, good. And they it, deserved their whack. And they did. They a, a ban. I just don't think that, I
1: don't think they deserve that sort of whack, particularly when it's prevalent amongst cricket. This wasn't a bunch of cricketers um, placing bets with Indian bookmakers. Yep. This was something that and it doesn't make it. It doesn't make it okay. I know that, but this, the punishment didn't fit the crime, is what I'm trying to say.
5: Yeah. Well, he did. He was quoted saying that he isn't a criminal, David Warner. So it <laughs> makes uh, makes a lot of sense there. Bit of NBA now. Australia's NBA star Ben Simmons has recaptured his confidence, which is perfect timing ahead of a return to his former franchise, Philadelphia, to face a hostile reception. From the disgruntled 76ers fans, Simmons produced his finest performance for the Brooklyn Nets on Monday, dropping 22 points and shooting 11 from 13 from the field. He also added eight rebounds, five assists and one steal in an, in an impressive 34-minute stint that helped the Nets claim a 127-115 to 115 win over Memphis. Simmons will now prepare for the clash against his ex-team in Philadelphia on Wednesday at 1130
1: So there you go. Ben Simmons is really starting to find some form. It's good to see because if we're open to a comeback and we love a comeback, don't worry about that. Ben Simmons, if he starts playing very good basketball and gets himself back into that all-star type of status, I'm on board. I mean, I felt like I was just bagging him a couple of days ago saying, why is this taking so long to find some form? He's had a good couple of days. Um, His teammate's back as well. Kyrie Irving, he has apologized.
8: Offer my uh, deep apologies to all those who are impacted uh, over these last few weeks specifically my uh, Jewish relatives, my black relatives, you know, all races and cultures. I feel like we all felt an impact and I don't stand for anything uh, close to hate speech or anti-Semitism or anything that is anti going against the human race. And uh, I feel it was it was necessary for me to stand in this place and take accountability for my actions.
1: There you go, that is a massive backflip as towards the attitude over the last sort of few weeks, but. Um, just a phenomenal basketball is Kyrie. And for the Nets and probably everyone else, they would hope that he would just, for the next couple of months, purely concentrate on basketball.
5: Yeah, just uh, shut your mouth, I think, and uh, just get on and playing. But uh, for Ben Simmons, obviously playing against Philly, once the, the draw came out, this one was circled. Everyone wanted to see how he would go back in Philly playing. Yep. He's going to cop it. Oh, big time. There's no doubt about that.
1: Philly fans are built a little bit different.
5: So... If he, if he was going to get off to a slow start but hit some form at the right time, this is the right time when he would want to be personally hitting some good form.
1: Jeez, oh, I'd like to see him dominate as well because yeah. that's uh, a big, solid test of character. Uh, Novak Djokovic said winning a record-equaling sixth ATP Tour's final title on Sunday was a deeply satisfying ending to his troubled and truncated year. What the hell does truncated mean? I'll look that one up in the break. Please, uh, Shortened. Uh, Jase just whispered in the ear, truncated, eh? There you go. That's reading on the run. Serb beat Norwegian Kasper Ruud seven five six three in Turin to match Roger Federer's record of six titles in the year-ending tournament for the top-ranked players. The 35-year-old Serb, the oldest player to ever win the final, said lifting the trophy after a gap of seven years was definitely a thrill.
9: Yeah, yeah. As you said, seven years. It's been uh, it's been a long time. You know. Uh, at the same time, I'm you know this. The, the fact that I waited seven years makes this this victory even sweeter and even even bigger I Probably talked about this season and uh, how unusual it is for 1,000 times prior to this interview So I'm not gonna repeat what most of the people who follow tennis know um, Yeah, just a big relief and and satisfaction and also um, I look forward to to have a couple of weeks off because you know, I was really kind of uh, on the needles in the entire Year whether it was for tournaments or waiting for permissions to go somewhere So I'm really glad that I, I managed to to end it uh, in a positive
1: way waiting for permissions to go somewhere. Hopefully let's um, Make an exception just let him in to play the Australian Open Come on you are the best players in the world there and he is the best player on the planet and I think we've changed our tune just a little bit in terms of the aggressiveness of what, letting people in to play professional sport and don't sit there and say, well, you know, he's why does he get um, exceptions and different rules to us? Because he is very, very different to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> he's were, not your stock standard human.
5: Well, it looks like it'll happen. They've uplifted his what, three or four year ban from yep. even entering the country, isn't it? I think so. Uh, I dare say it, Novak will be playing in the Australian Open. In 2023.
1: There you go. Looking forward to that. Time now for a World Cup update. The FIFA World Cup update brought to you by Kraken, trusted by 9 million crypto customers worldwide. Kraken.com, broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup, Qatar 2022. Seven World Cup nations have been forced to abandon plans to wear the inclusive One Love armband after an unprecedented FIFA uh, edict, which could have resulted in the suspension of each nation's captain during the group stage. England coach Gareth Southgate said his team will take the knee before the World Cup matches in Qatar to send a strong message of inclusivity. Um, Look, just another little controversial moment inside this World Cup. They're going to be coming in thick and fast, but add that one to the list.
5: Just another one.
1: Mm. Uh, But Captain Harry Kane will not wear the Rainbow One Love armband following the shock decision by FIFA on Sunday to threaten captains who did so with yellow and red cards. And nor will the captains of Wales, Belgium, Denmark, Germany, the Netherlands and Switzerland following a tough FIFA call this week. But the threat of losing their captain to abandon ban the group stage prompted a stunning backtrack from seven federations who revealed the news in joint statement just three hours before England's World Cup opening match against Iran. It is all happening. In terms of results, England smashed Iran 6-2, Netherlands 2 defeated Senegal 0, and right now USA are taking on Wales. Uh, and they are leading one zip in the 60th minute.
5: Yes, and probably the results have gone the way that we thought they would. Uh, England, uh, obviously, have uh, stamped their authority. They, I mean, they were in pretty good form leading into this World Cup anyway, but um, Saka with a brace, uh, Rashford, uh, and Bellingham actually kicked the first goal, the the wonder kid. He's only 19 from Borussia Dortmund, so he started England's World Cup campaign off with a bang in the 35-minute uh, Mark, uh, the Netherlands uh, are as strong as ever. It took them a while, though, to, to get over Senegal. They didn't score until the 84th minute, um, but they won 2-0, as you said. And the USA are currently 1-0 up over Wales. Uh, and Timothy Weha was the scorer for the USA side. And his old man, George, is the only African-American to ever win the Ballon award. Sorry, African, yeah. There so go. there's a little bit of uh, trivia for you. But he, uh, he never got the chance to play at the World Cup. There you so go. his son has uh, is representing the family at the World Cup and he scored the first uh, goal for team USA. There you
1: go. Huge moment for the family. Uh, nice little facts and stats there, Bryce. No worries. I'm from, all over it. from the World Cup expert himself, Bryce That's Gibbs. Uh, text line busy as well. I like this one from Louis. He said, really enjoying the show this morning. Brought to me by Lumo Energy. Good to see that Louie is uh, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good He wants the
5: Signet Power Boost as <laughs> well. Uh,
1: <laughs> He's certainly in the mix. 652, will go through our footy shorts next.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles.
2: Tire Power, here to help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. I see it, but I don't believe
3: it! There is a pig at full forward.
9: Stevie
1: Yeah, let's get into our footy shorts. Fitcher Macasey will follow a training program provided by Adelaide with Crows high-performance manager Darren Burgess saying he's confident the former number 6 draft pick taking personal leave won't put him behind the eight ball. The Crows announced on Sunday the 21-year-old was not expected to start pre-season training until after Christmas with Macasey granted leave from the club. A full pre-season has been set as key for Macasey in 2023, the final year of his contract, and Burgess said he was confident the Crows had the program and support in place to limit any impact. So it's a watch this space. Um, we'll see what happens after Christmas, but um, from what we know, he's training behind the scenes and hopefully gets himself back into a, um, a state where he's ready to come back and, and be part of the Crows.
5: Yeah, absolutely. He's obviously health and wellbeing being is, is first and foremost, and hopefully over this time up until Christmas, he can uh, get himself in a, in a good headspace.
1: Mm. Uh, still on the Crows, Adelaide High Performance Manager Darren Burgess. Uh, he said players brought plenty of intensity in the first preseason session. That happened yesterday morning. And although the Crows, one- to four-year players, off-season break has now ended, many senior players, including Taylor Walker, Brodie Smith, Captain Roy Sloan, also returned on Monday. Uh, he said coaches and staff were pleased with the shape players returned, in, and there were three who stood out to him when it came to off-season work that they had put on. So
9: let's hear from him. But in terms of the guys that had put on size, Lockie Shoal, Ned McHenry, um, they, they look noticeably bigger. Cookie wasn't there today because of his sinus, but he's, he's in really good shape. So some of those guys were... The younger guys who are a bit leaner have, have put on some really good sides. Oh,
1: I love this time of year. New hope, new optimism. Everyone's on fire. Everyone's starting to get nice and fit. Different stories. Who's going to be good? Who's behind the eight ball? It's good fun.
5: Darren, come on. Give us someone. Give us give us some, a bit more information. Lockie Shaw and Ned McHenry the two of the skinniest blokes running around in the <laughs> AFL. And I wonder... Was that a surprise that they've put on an extra couple of kilos this summer?
1: That's what you want, isn't it? <laughs> of course. Boys just developing. They need to put on some weight. And here they are, He's just delivering.
5: Locky show he weighs 50 kilos ringing wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He's put on four kilos in the offseason, so he should. <laughs> He's a whippet.
1: Uh, Chelsea Randall's one of a group of Adelaide Crows, AFLW players, travelling to Melbourne for tonight's W Awards. However, yesterday, Randall faced the cameras at Westlake to wrap up the team's season after their prelim loss to Brisbane. Uh, she said despite the loss, she was proud of the group's efforts and what have been a long year for the team.
10: You know, the group and the girls are, uh, I guess, really d- disappointed. Uh, we had an opportunity to try and get ourselves into another grand final. But, um, you know, Brisbane have been you know, a great side all season and, um, yeah, and won that game and have deserved the right to play in a grand final. And, yeah, I guess for us... Uh, you know, we just reflect on our season tonight. We'll get the group together and um, have a look at some of the things. But I'm immensely proud of our girls uh, this season. Um, having two seasons in one year, really proud of their efforts in being able to get into the, a preliminary final and give ourselves that opportunity.
1: Solid stuff. Of course, this weekend, the AFLW Grand Final is happening. Sold out. Sold out, Bryce. The Grand Final.
5: The, all of the uh, 8,000 tickets were snapped <laughs> yeah. up pretty quick, were they? <laughs>
1: The headline is sold out. The fine print is there's only 8,000 tickets available. But still, that's all we can do. Nice little solid home ground advantage for the Brisbane Lions. They deserve that on the new training facility. But um there you go. The AFLW season will wrap up this weekend and it's been fun to watch.
5: Yeah, it certainly has. And been a big year for the girls. Fitting two seasons essentially into one, haven't they? Mm. So it's been a busy schedule for them and uh obviously grand final this week it'll be done and dusted and they can all go on a, a much needed and well-deserved break uh
1: we're going to hear from corn rosie next and we are going to do it thanks to weeks discover a better way to build weeks homes discover difference and Chemist warehouse the real house of fragrances this christmas Top of 19 degrees across Adelaide today. It's going to be cloudy. Here's the news. I'm, better than ever. I'm looking Three at minutes past 7 baby. o'clock. It is the 22nd of November. Top of 19 across Adelaide today. It's going to be just a little bit cloudy. And who knows what the weather's going to do this afternoon or even tomorrow because we now have Melbourne weather where you get four, five, maybe six or seven seasons just in one. It's outrageous, Bryce.
5: It certainly is. Very unpredictable. Weird times. Usually spring, it's, you know, sunny weather, mid-twenties, that smell of freshly cut grass leading into pre-season. Yeah. It's not like that at all. No, it's not like that at all. Windy, wet, cold.
1: It's really confusing. Not into it. Uh, Not into it at all. A bit of consistency, particularly when you're trying um to... uh, plan some of these big days uh, on Saturday where there's a bit of golf and everything else that happens with it. But I can't because it's telling me right now I've got to shower so we've got to wait for another couple of days to see what happens because it could clear up. Who knows?
5: Just going to have to take them on, aren't you? Yeah, you just
1: got to take it one day at a time. Not look too far ahead. Uh, Connor Rosie back yesterday as part of Port Adelaide's first of four-year players, even though he's a fifth-year player this year. And a lot of the senior players were there as well. So you've mentioned it as well that for the most part now when players come back, they say, is it a test? So, you get told, "Look, one to four players are due back on this day, but if oh, I mean, if you do want to come back a little bit early and maybe set the standard, then feel free to do that." And they go, they go away behind the scenes and they go, Geez, I wonder if Bryce is going to take us up on that offer, or he's going to come back when we said he could come back? This is a big test for him."
5: And it's just one of those things that you just don't want him to have over you, <laughs> like as silly as it sounds. You know, oh, it'd be great for you to come back and you know really show some leadership and. help train these young kids and show them the way but it's like actually no i want to have an extra two weeks off i deserve the extra break I'm a little bit older it takes me a little bit longer to recover it's a long year but uh then the tech starts going around and you know there's five six seven other guys that are heading along that they're not supposed to be there and you're like oh geez it's gonna look bad if i'm one of the only ones not there so you feel like you have to go and you're like well, against gonna, your
1: will. What's going to look worse, me not going or me turning up an absolute fat mess?
5: Probably both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which one's worse?
5: But it's you the old you know, the less oh, worse one. The old this is the situation. It's optional compulsory. Like, jeez, I used to hate it.
1: Optional a compulsory. <laughs> it's very confusing wording, isn't it? Uh, this text from Brett. Good morning, mate. He said, oh, "I'm so impressed with Travis, Bo, Connor, Rosie, and some of the other Port lads going on in that American training program. Really, so professional, and impressive." Go you Port superheroes. Let's hear from Connor Rosie on his US trip with Boak.
11: It was an interesting trip, uh, something that I probably haven't indulged in as much before that sort of training. So Travis has been doing that for a few years now, and um, took took Zach, Mitch, and I over, and Ryan Burton. So um, yeah, I guess it was training a little bit different to what we usually would do back here at Port Adelaide, and I learn a lot, and hopefully things that we can transition into our into our normal programs.
1: I love that. You can go overseas, call it a little trip to the US, but also come back maybe a little bit fitter or having a few little extra strings to their bow. And for someone like Connor Rosie, it's a pretty full bow as we speak. So when he's doing little things like that to help him probably physically get a little bit better and get a bit of an advantage, that's awesome because this guy's ceiling is, goodness knows what, right now he's an All-Australian. what is next is, goodness me, it's exciting
5: very smart actually it's a uh, personal development you claim that as a, a tax write-off oh, a, a working trip i think <laughs> hazy <laughs> that's a, so working it's trip. a double a uh, double win for the port boys but yeah travis spoke obviously uh you know leadership personified he's been doing it for a couple of years now heading over over to uh, the u.s in, he, in his off season to, to better himself and that's why he's continually playing at such a high level and um Gets the results that he does, and now he's bringing some of these young superstars along with him. So, uh, as you said, Connor Rosie took his game to another level this year. If he can keep that trajectory going, geez he, anything anything is possible for Connor Rosie in the next mm. couple of years.
1: And especially with Travis Spoke the way that he's going, he probably start winding down a little bit now. He's only got about seven or eight years left.
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like a fine wine, Travis Spoke. He's just getting
1: better and better. Uh, speaking of Connor Rosie, let's hear from him on what he's been uh, aiming to improve on in this off season.
11: I'm still only in my fifth year, and I think I've got a long way to improve. And we've got such a good young group that are driving each other to get better. Uh, you can see that out there today. Everyone's come back really fit and ready to go. So uh, I'm just excited to get back into next year and and hopefully take my game to another level. That's the plan every year. So there's a lot of things that I still need to improve and. Uh, my fitness, and I can still get bigger and become a different sort of player and hopefully spend more time in the midfield so there's still lots of things that I'm trying to get better at.
1: did speak as well about putting on just a couple of kilos, not heaps, but just a little bit of extra weight just so he doesn't get uh, thrown around as much by the inside mids. So obviously, he's very much an outside midfielder. He's such a beautiful ball user, but when he does spend time in there just to be able to compete a little bit more physically.
5: Yeah, and obviously around a the stoppage, there's plenty happening. Uh, there's a lot of blocks and screens that go on. And, yeah, if he ends up muscling up against a Patrick Cripps or a uh, Kristen Petrarca, uh, at times he, he wants to be able to hold his own a bit more. And, uh, you know, when you're getting in wrestles with guys that uh, have got a clear weight advantage over you, it can be pretty tough at times. So um, you obviously don't want to put too much weight on. You don't want to lose your, your pace and uh, and your agility. But uh, a couple of extra kilos on his frame uh, will do him a world of good,
1: and good that he's on the same team. But when you're coming up against a physical battle against someone like an Ollie Wines in there, you fit two of Conor Rosie's legs into one of Ollie's. I reckon. <laughs> yeah,
5: that's just you're <laughs> spot on.
1: I'd love to know as well what Ollie Wines could squat and some of his numbers in the waist room.
5: Yeah, geez, that'd be impressive. They would, they would. Maybe we can uh, we can find that out. I'm yeah. sure I can find that out for you.
1: I could probably fit two of uh, Arazio Fantasia's legs into <laughs> Ollie's one of Ollie's as well. <laughs> Uh, good to see him though as well on the track and he looks absolutely sharp and Bo Reports has been training for a few weeks now so he looked really good. Here is Rosie on Fantasia.
11: Yeah, he's been running for a few weeks now so really fit as you probably saw out there and um, yeah, I guess it's just him trying to trying to stay fit for round one. If he stays fit, he's a massive asset for us and it'll be another challenge for him but um, yeah, he's putting in all the work he needs to to, to get himself right so let's just pray that... Um, he can stay fit and
1: healthy for us. So uh, this might be a bit of a raging optimist thing to say, but you can almost look at uh, Fantasia as a new recruit, purely based on last year, because he couldn't get uh, on the park for a single game in the AFL season, apart from uh, one as a sub, an unused sub. If if he gets 75% of a season, that's a huge plus for Port.
5: Yeah, you're spot on. And he's he's got those X-factor qualities, doesn't he? He can just rip a game open with only 10 to 15 touches. So they would hope that uh, this, is, this is it. He's put all his, his bad luck behind him. Uh, as Sorry, I cut you off there, Hazy. Uh, Wales have got a penalty. Gareth Bale is about to line up to equalise this game against the USA. Here we go. So let's just have a look here while he lines up. Very interesting haircut for
1: Gareth Bale as well.
5: He's actually playing in the USA at the moment, Gareth Bale. I think he won the championship with uh, LA this year. So finished up with Real Madrid and uh, headed over to the States to continue his career. And now he's lining up to equalize against the USA. You've got shaved
1: side with a top knot. You've got to be very confident with things. And that is Gareth Bale.
5: Bit of composure here. Mm. How'd you go here having one of these penalty shots? He's put it through
1: and he's netted it. Wales equalise
5: against the USA.
1: How good? Very good. This one's going to be very an interesting finish. Wales taking on USA. Look so at him going
5: good. nuts in the crowd. That's fantastic. Yes. Uh, so getting back to Fantasia, yes, he just needs a bit of. Good luck, which sometimes uh, you need because he's had a, a wretched run over the last year or two with injury. And if he can get back on the park and, and playing good footy at uh, his port, that port forward line are going to be very, very dangerous.
1: My God, it'd be frustrating for Fantasia because we know what he can do. He would know what he can do and his body le- has been letting him down. There would be nothing more frustrating for a professional footballer uh, than doing absolutely everything right when you've got so much talent, but small soft tissue injuries are holding you back. Yeah, oh, I couldn't. That is the definition of torture, for and me. And it's
5: so unfortunate because some guys just cop it more than others, unfortunately. Whether that's just their makeup or they're not quite doing something right, but no doubt he is. And he's giving himself every opportunity to stay as fit and healthy as he can. But. He just keeps breaking down. So hopefully all that's in the past now and he can just get on and, and back to, to playing the footy we know he's capable of.
1: Crows returned as well. Uh, of course, all eyes on the big new recruit, and that was Isaac Rankin. Here's Darren Burgess on the potential of Isaac Rankin playing in the midfield.
9: I think um, uh, he's definitely got that ability already, um, but that's certainly something that we're going to work on. and. and... I guess my job is to get them fit and Nixie can put them where he wants them. Um, but, yeah, from, my, uh, from what I've seen so far, working with him in the off-season and now he's certainly got the ability to do that for sure. Um, you, you might have seen he's running today. He was up with, the, with all of our midfielders. So, yeah, it's exciting. Well, what was exciting
1: was watching him yesterday. He's coming off an interrupted pre-season already where he had shoulder surgery. Gee, he looks good. He, just, he is such a smooth mover. And the way that he was handling the ball yesterday, and just it's the first few steps as well, like that's where Rankin is going to leave blokes for dead. Is he's, he's so quick off the mark, but yeah, he's built a little bit different as yeah. Isaac Rankin.
5: And he reads the game so well, uh, whether that's picking up the flight of the ball quicker than anyone, reading the the ball off hands quicker than anyone. Uh, he seems to just be you know that that half a second ahead of, of everyone else, and makes the game sort of slow down around him, doesn't he? So. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll just be looking forward to training hard in this, this first block, earning the respect of his new teammates, which uh, no doubt he, he did that start started that process yesterday.
1: And so while we're watching Isaac Rankin, the other person we're probably keeping a close eye on is the return of Rory Sloan. He's Burgess.
9: Yeah, he's, he's looking good. I don't know if you saw him out there, but um, he, caught, he probably could have done some of the drills today, but um, we'll just take it a bit slowly, particularly in that pre-Christmas period with, with Sloaney. Um, he's looking really good. Um, He certainly put, I should have mentioned him earlier, he certainly put on some good size. Um, And yeah, he's in a great position right now to to tackle most of pre-season.
1: There you go. It'd be good to see Sloan get back out there because what would have been missed is his leadership. And if he can get back out, uh, I mean, if he got himself in a position where he's playing in the midfield, that'd be great. But maybe you'd expect him to to start or get a a sniff back in there elsewhere.
5: Yeah, and he's determined as ever. He, uh, He shot me a text when he found out that I was going around at South again and said, uh, you're a crazy man. But I said, still got a little bit left, just like you, mate. And uh, he goes, mate, I'm just looking forward to hitting some bodies already. So he's chalking at the bit and he's like like a cage lion at the moment. So no doubt he'll be, um, you know, talking to Darren every day, trying to do as much as he can. He he wants to be out there and and training with the boys and and not missing much. So um, he's obviously been looking after himself really, really well. He's an ultimate professional. He would have been doing his rehab that diligently that uh, his knee will come back stronger than ever. So uh, it'll be trying to hold Rory back more than anything. That'll be the toughest part for uh, the Adelaide medical staff and fitness staff.
1: Looking forward to the skipper returning. Uh, The other one as well, and these are the little bits of good news we're talking about, Isaac Rankin and Rory Sloan. The other one is Paul Seedsman. So Darren Burgess gave a a bit of an update on the wingman.
9: Yeah, one of the good things about Seto is his skill is his weapon. Yeah. Um, so we're really confident if he ticks all the boxes that he needs to from a um, you know from a concussion point of view, that um, you'll find and everyone will see that he, he won't have missed a beat because he's such an elite kick and um, elite with his skills. So um, perhaps if it was someone else, it might be a different story, but because it's him... Um, uh, yeah, we're confident he'll be
1: okay. So that's good if he ticks the boxes. So still got a lot of boxes to tick, um, so to speak, in terms of ticking off all the concussion stuff. And there's still a bit of a journey to go for Paul Seedsman.
5: And we just spoke about um, how frustrating it would be, guys, that continually get injured. Like this is another level again to have concussion symptoms for you know well, it's the best part of twelve months yep. really, and he's obviously his body's probably feeling well and he's feeling like he could do everything. But when, when it comes to concussions and, and, and your brain, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a different beast again. So I certainly feel for Cedo. He's uh, that year he had before the concussion incidents, he was flying. He was, yep. you know, talking all Australian form at, at one stage there early in the season. So uh, he's a ripping fella as well. He, he's one of those guys you, you love having around the locker room. He, he's that, the guy that enjoys the banter and he's he's really easy to stir up. He's one of the guys that you can just throw throw it out really quickly and you can get him to bite every time. He's Paul Seedsman. Uh, and he cops it for that, which is why we love him. But, uh, yeah, for his sake, uh, and Crows fans as well, hopefully he can he can get over these these issues and and tickle these boxes and, and get back to playing uh, next year.
1: Yep. All right. Let's speak to Michelangelo Rucci next. Thanks to Tire Power Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, Give warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. Hit up Daniel Thomas as well. The good folks at Mourn Team for an outstanding little car deal there. Mourn Team Ford Mount Barker. That's where you go for the V6 Ranger. 18 past seven. Good morning.
0: Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, here to help you stay
2: safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. people!
1: Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch. shaka-laka, shaka-laka, shaka-laka. shaka-laka. Rooch. Michelangelo Rucci joins Kim Dillon every single Rooch. afternoon from three o'clock are driving you home right here on 1629 SCNSA and, and we get a little sneak peek first thing each and every morning. Good morning to you Roach.
3: Yes, Andrew, every single day, except when the cricketers
1: are out there, yeah. and not tomorrow as well.'t we be
3: on, we won't be We won't be on there tonight, but oh. um Bryce, hello, Roach. Good morning. What numbers did you wear in your AFL and Sanford career as Guernsey numbers?
5: Oh, okay. Uh, I debuted for Glenelg in the thirty nine, then moved to three. Ooh. I went to four at Carlton. And six. Six. Uh, four, at Adelaide. four. Four is an interesting. Yes. Or six. went then two. You shouldn't have That's taken
3: it. six at Adelaide. You shouldn't have taken six at Adelaide. I did. That, I wasn't. <laughs>
5: I was told that uh, that number was haunted.
3: Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have taken that, you see. It's, it's proven it again. Now, Port Adelaide has the number nine Guernsey mm. to deal with. It's probably Gray's number from when he played it has a fair bit of a fair bit of a story particularly when Mark Williams made it uh, a number that had to carry some had to be carried by someone who can understand what the number nine was all about and Robbie Grace certainly did. Now it's going to be handed to a player not going to be retired this year. Now how would you all feel if they went to the young man, Jace Burgoyne, and gave him the number nine?
1: Um, I'd, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Is that the way that it's looking, Roach?
3: Well, I'm just intrigued as to how it will go. But so his father wore seven. His uncle wore eight. If he wore nine, it continues the sequence. But I, I I think it fits well with Jace Burgoyne, a, a player who... It's into everything that the nine's all about, particularly when it's, you know, it's had some important players wear it. It has an important significance because of what Mark Williams felt, you know, in honour of his uh, late twin brother, Anthony. Um, I mean, people are, at this point, you know, suggesting, you know, does Zach Butters go out of 18 to nine? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably at that point where Jace Burgoyne could fit in it quite nicely. Yeah, who, who would you nominate for number nine?
1: Well, it depends what the criteria is, Rich. If it's someone who's if it's someone who's young who's started to establish himself, oh, I'm not sure. I mean, if if it's right to the top shelf, then obviously you're wondering if Connor Rosie go from twenty to nine. But um, I, I'd have no issue at all with Jace wearing it. And what I would like is, I mean, when you when you go into a bracket like that, and I remember Travis Varko when he took on number five at Geelong, and when um, Kelly Craig, Kelly was it uh, from. Um, Sydney took on number 14 when he was mm. there after Paul Kelly or Craig Kelly who am I thinking mm. of uh, anyway there's pressure that comes with it so I like that Jace Burgoyne would say yeah I'll take on that pressure because there's a lot of prestige now with the number 9 well,
3: there's honour with it as well um, yeah you have a look at, at how that Guernsey number has been worn over the years um, you know, surgeon, car grey um, I, I think Chase i'm considering what we've seen of him in his start, he certainly is... He's got the talent. I mean, the way he can make that last second in any contest work to his advantage because he's just not only got speed in his legs but just speed of his mind as well, speed in his, in his eyes to read the play. I, I think we... We'd look at it after a few years and say he fits perfectly in the number nine it's, it's, it's no doubt he's going to grow and grow as an yeah. afl footballer and meanwhile you know Connor rosie's established himself i think with that 20 zach butters in the 18. um and i think it is just like it was for robbie gray it was a young player who changed his number surgeon young player who changed his number uh, i don't think it fits well with jace berglin uh, it would be interesting what you what the listeners think as to Who deserves the number nine at Port Adelaide?
5: I think you make a good point, Roach.
3: And considering the way it's been assigned over the years, I I was thinking about it all yesterday, who'd actually fit well in it? I I like Jase Burgoyne at number nine.
5: I think you make a good point, but I think uh, there is one of the young stars eyeing it off pretty heavily, Roach. So I don't think it was Jase Burgoyne either. Oh,
1: is it a new recruit? Might be. Oh, is it a former number one pick?
5: (laughs) No, it's uh, it's not Jason. Oh. Certainly not, Jason. You got an
1: inside word there, Bryce.
5: Oh, maybe.
3: Oh, maybe. Okay. Scoopers. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, interesting. How
3: they assign
5: it. Yeah,
1: but you shouldn't have
3: taken
5: six, Bryce. Yes, I know. I. Uh, <laughs> I do. Might. Uh, I do regret that decision. It was haunted. It was haunted. It's still. It. it yeah. It's it, since Modra. Yeah. Everyone's just failed in should, the six. He's, he's still retired, the only boy. one on the locker. Mm, that's amazing. It's Amazing. Um,
3: I'll
1: give you i give you another stat. They
3: haven't won a they haven't won a premiership since they handed him off to Freeman either.
1: Yeah, very, very interesting. Um Roach, obviously you're keeping a keen eye on the World Cup. What are you taking so far?
3: Uh the yeah, well after just seeing the USA and Wales go one one, um England the way they smashed Iran I think it's a bit early. I, I we still want to see what Argentina's like, what France is like, what Brazil's like. The interesting ones to watch, and they're still to come, is what Portugal can do and what Serbia can do. Um, yeah, they're, they're, everyone's got this belief that Argentina and Brazil will go to a semi-final, and the winner will come out of that semi-final, and who comes out of the other bracket, whether it's France's, you know, makes their way through and then becomes the losing final. There's, there's still a lot to unfold. We've only had, you know, what have we had? Uh, five games and we still we've still got a lot to see before we can make any conclusions. It'll be interesting how Australia deals with France, whether France gets the curse of the defending champ that goes out pretty early. Um, we'll see what Australia does to them on Wednesday morning. I need to see a lot more, Andrew, before I'm gonna know just where this one's heading. But I I really do want to see what Serbia's all about and if Portugal can hold up as a as a challenger to you know be the surprise semi finalist. So there's a bit to still unfold but what well, what I would love to know also is just how the players are feeling about you know, the timing of the games, what it's like to play in this environment they have in Qatar at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's very early in the World Cup. It's got a long way to go.
1: Yep, it's all happening. Roach, appreciate your time this morning. Enjoy the rest of your day off, and we'll catch up with you on Thursday morning. I look forward to it. Absolutely. Michelangelo Rucci. day off today because the cricket's on, which you can catch every ball live on SCNSA, but... Back first thing tomorrow. And by first thing, I mean three o'clock in the afternoon.
5: That's uh, the (laughs) drive-home
1: slot, usually hazy. I mean, like, because we're not going to be on tomorrow morning. So you're not going to hear from Rooch tomorrow morning because the World Cup match between Australia and France is going to be on. So, Um, look, it's all happening. Let's get to a break, shall we? 7.31, uh, news not too far away.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power,
2: here to help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
3: I'm better than all
1: right. That match between Wales and the US has now completed one all. So there you go. Um, take us through that very, very quickly. Expert of the world game, please.
5: Uh, yeah, Gareth Bale scored a second-half penalty to get one point against uh, the US. It looked to be a pretty good game. We're obviously... Uh, on air as we speak, Hazy. So we can't listen to the commentary, but just watching it in the background, it uh, looked like a pretty good game. So um, not a bad result for, for both teams.
1: There you go. We'll keep up the uh, world game theme. We're going to speak to Mark Milligan from uh, the Reds and the Socceroos next. And of course, we'll get through your texts. 0427 154 at 737. Let's get to the news.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class leading Kia vehicles. Tire
2: Power here to help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than that.
1: Text Live is this morning, 0427-154-166. A lot of text to get through before 830. We'd love to take a call from you as well. Of course, 1300 736 736 uh, time now to catch up with a very good friend of the show, uh, Mark Milligan, of course, assistant coach at Adelaide United, as the boys are on a bit of a World Cup break. Uh, but of course, we'll call him a Socceroos champion as well. Mark, good morning to you, mate.
4: Morning, gentlemen. How
1: are we? Going very well, thanks, mate. Uh so firstly, let's cover it locally. Adelaide United, what is the plan? What have the boys been up to the last sort of few days?
4: Yeah, well, they got a they got a few days off at the end of last week, which was probably nice for them. Not not so much for me. Once we get time off, I'm doing jobs around the house. So, <laughs> yeah. but they've they've had a um, they've had a good rest. Look, we're we're definitely uh, back in and hard at work this week, uh, getting ready for Brisbane in a couple of weeks.
5: So, how do you how do you prepare them for that? Do you have to keep running a bit of match simulation to to keep that match fitness up? Obviously, having a couple of weekends off playing uh, competitive games
4: yeah and and look this, these sort of scenarios, especially in australia uh you know are never easy um being the only team in Adelaide as well for us to get any sort of games we're going to have to travel which which I think we will do, but uh you know for the moment it it's more about their their routine um you know we've we tested them last week before they had their few days off and you know, make sure that they're they're coming back the way that they left. So, look, the group is is excellent. I think the last, especially the last few results before this break has. Um, you know really given you know a lot of belief and a lot of life to this squad so look they'll be working hard over the next few weeks but um, as I said the last few results I think uh, you know the boys are very much looking forward to this break finishing and getting back into it Oh mate, it's been fun to watch Um, but no doubt as well there
1: are areas to improve what are the sort of focus points to take you um, to an even greater level I suppose
4: Yeah, look, I think the main things for us are are sort of building on what we did in pre-season. You know, I said I think the boys are starting to really understand what the boss wants in terms of the way that we want to get to goal and the way that we want to score goals. Um, So again, that'll be the main focus. Being able to do that for for longer periods, and you know, over the the sort of first five six rounds, we've seen that in games. We've seen that that dominance sort of go from you know 20 minute periods 30 minute periods and, and onwards and that'll be the main focus continuing with that but also you know there's there's more than one way to to dominate a game you know you can still be in control uh, even when you don't have the ball so we'll we'll focus a lot on on our defensive phases and our defensive work but um look like I said I think the the overall the group's work ethic and and I think uh, ability to take on information has been has been amazing so we'll give them plenty of that in the next few weeks
1: we're watching every second of this World Cup. It's just fascinating everything that's happening, not just on the pitch, but uh, all the little bits of drama off it. Um, as a former socceroo, when you come up against some of these nations like France, etc., what's it like for the players? And do you really relish these huge tasks when they're put in front of you?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know that, that stems from from sort of when you're a child, you you want to play football, uh, you know, to play against the best players and, and the best teams in the world, and you know, these 26 players have been given that opportunity. It's a, um, you know, it's a massive coup for them. But, you know, not only for, for us as a footballing nation, but for them as individuals, as I said, they all want to strive to play at the highest possible level. And, you know, for them to go out individually and collectively and perform at this level will do wonders for, for all of their careers.
5: Now, do we have a chance of knocking the, the French side off? I mean... As Aussies, we, we love an underdog and we, we know France have got their injury concerns at the moment. They still are obviously a very talented squad, but can uh, is there some sort of way we can pinch a draw or, or maybe even when we, we took it right up to them four years ago when we played them? Yeah, look, you know, we we always have a chance.
4: We always believe that we have a chance. We always believe that. That we're in a game so you know while that underdog tag is you know heavily thrown around with the soccerers i think internally uh you know there is a great belief as well and yeah look there's a few little things from the from the French national team side of things that obviously probably give the fans a little bit of a little bit more hope i guess with with injuries you know they're missing some some key players um you know I saw an interview the other day with with one that I can't remember which player it was but you know, he made it very clear that he has no idea who any of the socceroos are. And I think that bodes very, very well for us. You know, it's that it only takes that that minor slip in, in focus and mentality. And, you know, you sort of feel that that may be there with the French team. And look, it's like I said, it's, it's an unbelievable challenge and a fantastic side. Um, but, you know, if we can go there, put on firstly a good performance, um, I think the, you know, the result will hopefully take care of itself.
1: So many little bits of... So many spot fires uh, off the field. Mark, do you think everything that's going to happen and will continue to happen off the field will take the gloss off what is the biggest sporting event on the planet?
4: Look, I hope not. You know, the circumstances are you know already difficult in terms of, you know, the, the timing of it. Uh, you know, obviously the last, well, I guess, eight years since they've been given the World Cup. You know, there's been always something sort of going on, some sort of talk around it. Um... You know, it's, it's very difficult for me to say, you know, I've only ever sort of been at these, these tournaments as, as a player and we're always very, very sheltered from, you know, everything that's sort of happening around and very much focused on our jobs. So look, it is a wonderful sporting event. I think already you've seen, uh, you know, some wonderful quality in the games and there's so, so many more to come. And as you said, it is the biggest sporting event in the world. And, you know, you just hope that the football remains the focus over the next few weeks and, uh, you know, everything else uh, around it will be sorted um you know as it needs to be mate, we'll let you go we'll let you get back
1: into our uh, domestic life w- what are these jobs that you are uh, that you've been um uh, forced to do around the house
4: mate i put in one of the best garden beds you've ever seen in your life over <laughs> the weekend so <laughs> i'll have to get some pictures to you <laughs> you've heard you kate well done
1: mate we appreciate your time each and every week so um enjoy the rest of the break and um hopefully it all goes well for you we'll speak to you again really soon
4: Look forward
1: to it. Thank you, boys. There we go. What an absolute champion Mark Milligan is. Um, Socceroos champion as well. So no one better to speak to about this particular World Cup. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's all happening. And I, um, I did see that interview as well saying didn't know much about the Socceroos. <laughs> didn't know anyone on, the, anyone on the squad. Yeah, well, probably not surprising too. And what, what were the stats? $1.6 billion worth, the French team's <laughs> worth. And just a cool $59 million, uh, which is still very good money the Socceroos are worth.
5: Certainly, and I would love to uh, see one of the Socceroos come out and say, well, I actually don't know anyone on their squad either, just yeah. to really uh, really yes, jazz do. things up a little bit. <laughs> yes, you do.
1: Who's this Mbappe character? Yeah.
5: Trying to get an autograph halfway through the first half, maybe. We might see that from <laughs> some mm-hmm. of the Socceroos boys. but yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, Robert Franks from the Adelaide 36 We're going to speak to him next. Uh, we're also going to speak to Riley Thilthorpe from the Adelaide Crows just after eight o'clock. So stick around.
3: Than ever,
1: Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances this Christmas. Uh, text line busy this morning on 0427 154 166. This one from our boy Callum. He said Simmons coming up against the 76ers tomorrow. That is juicy. Your bloody oath it is. And like you mentioned, Gibbsy Bryce. Um, Sorry, Ben Simmons, really starting to show some form as well. Right time to show some form when you come up against your old side and probably the most hostile, one of the more hostile sporting environments on the planet, anything involving Philadelphia, they're just mad as a bunch of cut snakes over there.
5: They certainly are. And he is going to get booed. Yes. Lots. I would say that's the bare minimum. Lots and lots. So if uh, you're going to be hitting some form, now's the right time to do it. Ben Simmons, not Bryce Simmons, is uh, certainly mm-hmm. in form, and hopefully he can continue it because they get uh, Kyrie back as well. Kevin Durant's still doing his thing. No Embiid, he's out injured for a couple of days, so the Nets could uh, could give him a, a right smacking. the yes. 76ers, which Ben would have the, the last laugh in that one. Yeah, he would.
1: And speaking of Kyrie Irving, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving he is back, so let's hear his apology. After everything, all the controversy that's been not just plaguing the Nets, but
8: also the NBA over the last sort of few weeks. Offer my uh, deep apologies to all those who are impacted uh, over these last few weeks, specifically my uh, Jewish relatives, my black relatives, you know, all races and cultures. I feel like we all felt an impact, and I don't stand for anything uh, close to hate speech or anti-Semitism or anything that is going against the human race. And uh, I feel it was it was necessary for me to stand in this place and take accountability for my actions. Yeah, what an avoidable mess this has been. Uh,
1: but look, Kyrie's done everything that he was supposed to do to get himself back into a space where he can play in the NBA. He's playing for the Nets. It's good for the Nets. It's good for basketball because he's an amazing player to watch. But all that stuff, that crap happening behind the scenes, could have been avoided uh, and hopefully will be avoided in the future. Yeah, it
5: could have been avoided for sure. But, the, you know, we didn't know whether he was going to apologise and toe the line. And there was speculation that uh, he might have played his last game in the NBA after those comments that he did say. So uh, he's back. It's all done and dusted. And hopefully he can just just shut up, Kyrie. Just, just okay. don't. <laughs> just
1: don't. Just don't. Just play Just play basketball. basketball. You're good at it. You're entertaining to watch. Look, there's no, and there's no, this is not having a go at an athlete for having a, a point of point of view because I think athletes who have got strong point of views should be more vocal than most because everyone's listening. Absolutely. Everybody is listening, particularly when it's a positive message. But if you are um, portraying a message like that or even if it's accidental, um, you need to be accountable. So that's what's happened with Kyrie Irving. I love the way that Nets have handled it as well. Basically, the owner as well came out and Basically said, no, no, this is not on. He hasn't. He needs to comply. He needs to do this and that. Otherwise, he's not going to be part of this organisation. That was a really, really strong uh, stand from them. It was good to see.
5: Yeah, and he has towed that line and and met all the requirements that he's needed to to get back and playing. And and now that we've uh, we've moved past it, hopefully that's enough.
1: Mm. Um All right. So we're going to chat with Robert Franks from the Adelaide 36s very very soon. We will take your text though as well. In the meantime, oh four two seven. One five four Six is coming off uh, a loss and a win on the weekend uh, ahead of the Perth Wildcats on Thursday night. So, uh, boys starting to find some form, which is nice. Post Craig Randall. Plenty of scoring options, including this man as well. Robert Franks joins us right now. G'day, mate. Good morning to you. Good
7: morning. Good morning. How are you
1: guys? Going very well. Thanks, mate. Um, summarise the last round for us. A uh, nice win against Melbourne United, but unfortunately couldn't back it up against the Breakers. In saying that, Um, it was a good, solid display of basketball, it felt like, over there.
7: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, a couple calls, a couple shots uh, late just didn't go our way, but I love how the guys spot, how we played. I think we're definitely, um, if you're a a basketball head and you you know basketball, I think we're heading in the right direction.
1: And I love the offensive spread now as well, led by yourself, but you guys have got so many good, solid scoring options now.
7: Yes, yes. Um, you know, just a, a lot of guys that can contribute. And now we're playing free-form basketball where, um, you know, everybody's able to touch it um, and, uh, you know, just make the right basketball to see
5: So you're on the road again this week, Robert. Um, Perth, they're, they're not going as well as they were in recent years, but they're still going to be a, a tough opponent over in Perth. What can we expect from that matchup?
7: Um. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, you know, Bryce. Bryce is Bryce, and um, you know, he still leads them. Um, he's still a guy that you gotta that you gotta contain and worry about. So, you know, I think our our game plan is to go out there. Obviously, um, you know, purpose, uh, historical place to play. Um, but you know, if we just have the right mentality, play the right way, um, I think we'll be fine.
1: Man, you form, personally. Are you happy with everything the way it's tracking? Because the numbers and, and your performances are really, really good. But no doubt. Being the way that you are, you'd probably expect or um, go for high standards at some stage.
7: Yeah, um, you know, it's. it's uh, I think we're nine games in. A um, couple games, obviously, without without our, our, our other airport Craig. But um, like you said, like I'm, I'm putting up. Uh, to me, I'm putting up decent numbers, but you know, I know I can hit a di- different gear, and um, I definitely look forward to doing that.
5: And have you settled? into adelaide mate. are you are you enjoying your time in the city
7: uh yeah it's not it's not bad besides this weather um you know being a little funky so far to uh, start the summer um it's been good it's been good no 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 real complaints. i'm i'm a chill guy and um you know the it the, the town isn't much um it's very quiet so um i I'm fitting right into it
1: so, I mean, what, what suits you? What sort of lifestyle suits you? Do you like the hustle and bustle of the of the big big cities, or I mean, we've been described as a bit of a, a big country type city. Does this sort of lifestyle suit you a bit better? Uh,
7: yeah. This I'm, I'm more of a laid back, chill guy. So, um, you know, this kind of fits me fits me to the T, really. Um, if I'm being honest, uh, you know, I'm not really I'm not really into the the bright lights and the the big city as much as I am just.
1: Being able to chill and just uh, do what I love. Excellent, mate. Well, it's a nice match, and we want to keep you here at the 36ers for as long as we possibly can. Uh, congratulations, personally, on your form. Uh, we're looking forward to you guys having a big win against Perth on Thursday. Thank you so much. You
7: guys have
1: a good one. Robert Franks joining us this morning. He's been so good to watch. He's an offensive weapon, and I love that in the absence of Craig Randall and all the talk was been about, well, who's going to take up the offensive low? Well, Robert Franks absolutely will be. Uh, he's done that. And Tony's Cleveland as well. Um, he's had some patchy games, but, geez, we know that he can score. And then you've got guys like Drummick, Detch, Mitch McCarron is a pass-first type operator. And let's obviously not forget DJ, who can still absolutely turn it on when he needs to.
5: Yeah, for sure. And and this is something that we've we've looked forward to since uh, the departure of, of Craig Randall, just the, the spread and the... I suppose the unpredictability that we can you know, show against opposition teams now that uh, it's not going to be going through just one player. So uh, Robert Franks is certainly putting the numbers up uh, and when he's doing that, we, uh, we're usually winning winning games. So hopefully he continue the good form uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yep, spot on. Discover how we're
1: delivering a high standard design and build quality weeks homes. Discover difference, uh, and we're getting around um, with Lumo Energy SA. We are powered by Lumo Energy. We're going to speak to Riley Philthorpe from the Adelaide Crows next, so keep it locked. It's two minutes past eight o'clock. Let's get into the newsroom.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire
2: Power, here to help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
0: I'm better than
1: hey, Text line 0427 166. And you can give us a call up until 8.30. 1.300 736 736. An opportunity to get yourself in the running to win this Cigna Boost Power Bank. valued at fifty nine ninety five, just to keep you charged at all times. It's very important, Bryce
5: certainly is, mm. and uh, if we don't give it away, I'm taking it.
1: Well, Jace is going to take it, I think.
5: <sighs> Jace is already in line, is he?
1: Mm, he's got three. He wants four. <laughs> Always needs to be boosted up by signet.
5: Might have to send a text in then yourself <laughs> yeah. to try and win
1: it. Uh, time now to speak to uh, one of the Crows' emerging stars, and that, of course, is someone who we love watching. We love watching him progress as well, uh, and that is Riley Thilthorpe. Good morning to you, Riley. Hey guys, how are we? Going very well, thanks, mate. Thanks for jumping on board this morning. Day one of preseason. Jeez, the off season was very, very quick. How was it?
10: Yeah, it flew by. Um, yeah, in the moment, they they go for a while, but you know they go pretty quick um, once you get back to the club. So um, day one was good. Yeah, looking forward to um, yeah getting back into the club today.
1: Mate, physically, how are you going? And um, do you come back in a? I mean, do you come back in a situation like this, running on top of the ground, or do you use the preseason to get fit?
10: Um, I think it's a bit of a balance. I think last year I probably went a bit too hard in the off-season and sort of was, you know, um, kind of hurt me in the long run. So I've definitely tried to come in a bit fresher to this um, pre-season. I'll give it a red-hot crack. Yeah.
5: So how have you pulled up? I remember, Riley, the first probably week or two, it takes you just the, the body to get used to the the conditioning again. Obviously, You can train all you want uh, individually and in small groups, but until you're back with the group, the intensity certainly goes through the roof. Yeah, you've pulled up after the the first session pretty well.
10: Yeah, I I slept very well last night, I'll tell you that. Um, But yeah, there's nothing quite like training as a group, Um, but yeah, it's great to be back and you get a lot more out of those sort of trainings. So yeah, I'm excited to be back. Different views as well, Riley, when Bryce
1: was doing the 2K time trial and he sees 98% of the squad in front of him versus uh, your day at the other end of it. Mate, uh, when is the 2K uh, scheduled?
10: Well, we, we do four 1Ks. Oh, so we've geez. got that um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I would much prefer the 2K, but, yeah. um, you know, Burjo, which renowned for, so, um, yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, certainly hearing that, I'm glad I'm retired oh, now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You'd take 2K as well. Gives you. So obviously, Riley, uh, you're looking forward to having a, a big uh, pre-season. What, uh, what are the things you're going to be working on to, uh, to try and take your game to the next level?
10: Yeah, um, I think just that um, repeat sprint efforts and um, try and get a bit more explosive in the gym and on the track um, so I can really be that power forward um, next year and um, just make sure I'm fit and healthy and, yeah, ready to go. What did you learn from last
1: year? It was an interesting year for you because you found yourself in your sample much more than we thought you should have been, and there was a lot of question marks, particularly in the media, as to why you were there. Um, How was that whole process for you? Because no doubt, if we're being honest, it probably would have been
10: frustrating at times. Yeah, I guess you always want to be playing in the AFL, but, um, you know, we had really good competition for spots. With key forwards, we had we had a lot of um, blokes playing really well and I probably didn't start as well as I'd like to and the body was a bit sore, so um, it was good to go back to the sand and just get some confidence and, um, you know, I'm happy with how I finished the year and hoping to take that sort of back into the year, into this year. So
1: in terms of uh, our training and what it's going to be like over the next few weeks, who will you be competing with mostly in terms of, I suppose, uh, perfecting ruck crafts and forward crafts, etc.?
10: Um... Well, in training, play a lot on like Jordan Butts and Nick Murray, which, um, you know, they're really good defenders and getting better every year. So I'm um, playing on them, so I'm learning a lot from that and just trying to hang around Tex and learn as much as I can from him. And, um, you know, obviously, Raleigh O'Brien in the Ruck. I've got Doc Clark, who helps out with all our Ruck craft, So just trying to, you know, learn as much as I can and, yeah, hang, hang with those boys, I guess.
5: So uh, Isaac Rankin's first day at the club yesterday. Uh, you obviously... Did you play with him at Westies or he was a little bit uh, bit older than you? What what were your first impressions of him? And no doubt looking forward to having him uh, at your feet on game day.
10: Yeah, I managed to play a couple of games with him at Westies. And yeah, he's like the most talented junior I've ever played with. And obviously still is that talented. And, you know, just seeing him yesterday out in training, looking in the crows colours, you know, it's very exciting. I think it's huge for the club. And um, yeah, I think it's going to help me a bit with, Ball service, and you know he'll probably clean up my mess if I drop the mark. So no, nah, I'm, I'm pumped to have him.
1: Matt, I think Crow supporters are getting ready to absolutely fall in love with him. Can you give us an insight into his personality? What's he like?
10: No, nah, he's a cracker. He's he's pretty quiet, but um, he's a pretty cheeky, pretty cheeky guy. Um, no, nah, he, he's loving it being back home and with his family and stuff, and he's he's really happy at the moment. So I'm um, hopeful that's going to um, help his footy, and he's going to play even better than he was at Gold Coast. When you're about to take on a big preseason like this,
1: is it is it daunting? Is it scary when you've got someone like Darren Burgess in charge of everything? Because he's got quite the reputation for being uh, someone who's really going to make you guys earn it, so to speak.
10: Yeah, well, or, or Darren's great because um, we've got such a good sort of, um, you know, relationship. It's not, he's, I, yeah, it's hard because the preseasons are pretty daunting, but you've got to take him sort of one day at a time and, Week by week, and not let that sort of get in your head. Um, but because he's such a great bloke, it makes it a bit easier to to run for him.
5: So, as a team, what what are you guys going to be focusing on this preseason? I mean, we've uh, a lot's been spoken about this rebuild that Adelaide are going through, and it's it's been you know the best part of four or five years now. So, naturally, everyone wants to see some improvement, especially the the Crows fans. What's uh, what do you need to work on as a team dynamic? Uh, to, to take that next level and, and keep uh, progressing up the ladder, do you think?
10: Yeah, well, I think we've been we've been taking steps each year, and I think the back end of last year was um, we showed what we could really do, you know, matching it with some of the best teams. Um, but I think it's just that consistency. Um, I think we've got our defence right. Uh, we seem to be more consistent with it in our contest. It's probably just going forward and really hitting the scoreboard and um, making teams pay, I guess.
1: So, Rolly, when you, I mean, are you a footy nut? Do you watch as much footy as you can or do you like to
10: sort of just do what you need to do? I used to be, but the last couple of years I probably haven't watched that much. I um, try and get away from it a little bit. So. so, in terms
1: of your toughest opponents so far, who comes to mind?
10: Um, there are some tough ones. Um, I think even the, some of the boys at the club, like Billy Frampton was always really tough to play on. Jordan Butts is obviously um, a really good player, and Nick Murray. Um, we've, I think we've got some of some really good defenders coming coming through. But um, yeah, well, there's there's so many I, I around think, the league. I think Jordan Butts is
1: very underrated. So he's a very very solid defender. Would be at every every single club, uh, mate. Before we let you go, um, you're in Port Lincoln recently. Take us through that trip.
10: Yeah, I went down to see the. Um, Paul Lincoln, support, uh, the EP supporter group, um, which was a lot of fun. I ended up staying in there for the weekend, got through the the Oyster tour and um, had fishing booked in but um, on the Saturday, but it was a massive storm, so that got cancelled, unfortunately. So I'll have to be back down there soon. Um, but I just ran a little clinic down there with Tex, and um, yeah, it was a re- really good weekend. had a lot of fun. Very nice. Well,
1: I have to ask you about Tex as well. How, how's he going? Because... Um, I think the first sort of whispers were probably about three or four years ago that uh, people were saying that, oh, maybe this will be the end for Tex, and he keeps on getting better and better. He's in the same sort of bracket as Tom Hawkins. Some of these key forwards have found a new lease of life.
10: Yeah, I think he's stopped aging. Um, <laughs> yeah. He just keeps just keeps performing. So, um, yeah, he's great. He's doing really well. He's, he's looking fit, and, um, you know, he's back at the club, which it doesn't need to be yet. Um, but, yeah, really enjoying having him around and helping me a lot especially over the off-season, so sort of training with him every, every day has been good.
5: And a quick word on the skipper. It's good to see him back out doing uh, some activities out with you guys on the ground, although not doing the full program just yet, but uh, certainly a boost for the group, seeing him getting closer to, to full, full training.
10: Yeah, he's been massive. He's put in a massive off-season. Um, he's looking quite large and very fit, so we're excited to get him back. There you go.
1: Hey, Riley, appreciate your time this morning, mates. Uh, We're looking forward to another big season from you and uh, another step in the right direction from the Crows. So, appreciate it, mate. We'll chat to you again really soon, hopefully.
10: No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. There you go,
1: Riley Thilthorpe. Um, But, uh, yeah, look, he's burst onto the scene as well. A couple of early games, a little fire for uh, And then showed that, yeah, he has the potential to be everything, a star and more. So, big season for Riley Thilthorpe coming up.
5: Yeah, it certainly is, and you know, we, naturally, the the bigger guys take a little bit longer to develop, and you know, spending multiple pre seasons in the gym, uh, getting getting bigger and stronger. And uh, he is one that could jump very quickly. He could have a a uh, if he has a good run at it, he could have a kind of Rosy type type jump in terms of his development, and and just having a real presence in that Adelaide forward line. It, uh, which is shaping up to be a pretty dangerous, potent forward line uh, as it sits at the moment.
1: Yep, spot on. All right, 14 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning. um, And don't forget as well, 427 154 166 is a text line to get yourself involved this morning. And still plenty of time to give us a call. 1300 736 736. Top of 19 across Adelaide today. It's going to be cloudy.
0: At Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles.
2: Tire Power here to help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs.
0: I'm better than that We're
1: yeah, Powered by energy. Lumo Energy SA, you can give us a call still up until eight thirty, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Good morning to Mark and Grange. How are you, mate?
2: G'day guys, how are you? Going very well, Could thanks. you tell us something about about next year? Um,
4: but uh, Crows and Port Power, will that be showing most of those games on local uh, normal TV, like Channel 7? Yes, mate. Because I mean, look, this year they cut a few, because, all of them?
1: Yes, so uh, all of them. So last year there was uh, three games each, which were, or at least three games, which were via delay. So that was the only sort of issue or, yeah. in terms of that. It would be exactly the same as last year. So there was a push from Foxtel to have as many as six games each to be behind effectively a paywall where you couldn't see them at all. So... It'll be the same as last yeah, year. You'll have yeah. access locally to, to each and every game.
7: Oh, That's
4: great because, you know, like, more publicity for football, the better, you know? If, if, you cut, if you cut it off and you can't see it, you won't buy it. That's how I say
0: Yeah. Anyway, on.
4: thank you, guys.
1: Good stuff. Mark from Grange joined us this morning. But, uh, yes, there was a bit of a, um, I suppose, a, a scary moment. We thought there could be a games, and it would be uh, it would have been at Fox Stills what's it called, the word I'm looking for, their discretion, which games they would choose. So effectively, it would have definitely been a showdown that you would have had to pay to watch a showdown behind a paywall, Unbelievable stuff.
5: Yeah, it would not have gone down well <laughs> with uh, oh everyone in the, in the AFL landscape, supporters included. So glad we didn't get to that point, Hazy.
1: And people in Melbourne will say, well, that's what we've been dealing with for years and years. So it's a different and unique environment in both Adelaide and Perth where you can still... Get access to each and every uh, Port and Crows game and Fremantle and West Coast game through local TV, which yeah, is good.
5: For sure. So there you
1: go. Uh, text line 0427 154 166. Good morning to you, Dave. you beautiful man. He said, Morning, boys. World Cup fever has truly kicked in. Goals galore. Lots of losing sleep. Coffee is a fantastic drink. Feel sorry for my students today. There you go. Uh, Teacher Dave's going to be uh, just a little bit behind the eight ball, but that's fine.
5: Let's put on a movie. Yes, yeah, that back, time of the year too. Have, have an hour nap if you need, Dave. That's uh, that's how I'd I'd uh, tackle yeah. it. I reckon this morning.
1: You know what to do, Dave. We're getting close to December. <laughs> Start rolling out the movies, uh, and this text as well, which is a really good, strong text, and I couldn't agree more. Hey, Gibbs, we're still waiting for that interview with Horn Francis.
5: <laughs> hey, Gibbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Leave it with me.
1: Okay. Well.
5: What We're el- talking in the next what few else, weeks. What else more can I say?
1: Because I'm done on Thursday, so <laughs> yeah, per- <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well that's a nice departing gift. Thank you.
5: Yeah. Uh, um yeah. Uh you're just I, chipping uh, away
1: behind the scenes. There's a lot of negotiations happening behind the scenes. Well
5: that's probably the issue. I probably haven't been chipping away at the scenes. That's oh. probably why it's uh it's taken this long.
1: Right. Okay. There you go. Um, this text as well. Quickly, can you let's put this in 2023 breakout order? You've got, this is a Port Adelaide perspective. You've got Bergman, L. Jones, Sin, Georgiades, J.H.F., Orazio, Um Junior, Burgoyne, Butters, Ders, Matico, Lord. All right. So a bit of homework for the last break. When we come back, Gibbsy, your top three breakout players for Port Adelaide. Sure. All right. 22 minutes past 8 o'clock this morning, uh, and we are doing it thanks to our good friends at Tire Power. Of course we are. We're family safety rates number one, and weeks discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes discover different. Top of 19 across Adelaide today. It'll be cloudy, but no rain.
0: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre Power here to
2: help you stay safe on the road. Breakfast with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. I'm
3: better than that
1: Gee, the text line's been busy 04271541 double six So thank you for your contribution this morning and a couple of nice calls as well One 736 736. Last little bit of homework for you, Bryce. Your top three breakout players for Port Adelaide for 2023.
5: Now it was a, a pretty good list and a lot of these guys can actually jump. Uh, in 2023, but I've got the three here. Zach Butters, yep, in the number nine. I think we'll uh, we'll <laughs> get a bit more midfield time and do something similar to Connor Rosie. I've got Josh Sin on the wing. I think he's going to take Carl Aim on spot. He's going to have a big pre-season and cement himself in this side.
1: Yep, and Roach uh, made note of that yesterday, that we've almost forgot about Josh Sin, but he is a good, solid young talent.
5: Yep, and my man, Jason Horn francis who still had a pretty good year last year, but what he did, he'll build on that again. He's going to spend more time in the midfield, maybe like a 60-40 type percentage range, I reckon. And uh, once he gets back... From uh, his delayed start to pre-season, he's going to hit the ground running and be a big improver again in 2023.
1: There you go. Good stuff. Zach Butters, followed by Josh Sin and your boy, Jason Horn-Francis, just chipping away behind the scenes as well to get a little chat up with JHF. Leave it with me. Watch this space. Leave it with me. All right. Keep it locked. Top of 19 degrees across Adelaide today. Make sure you download the podcast. A lot of fun this morning. Uh, we'll catch you bright and early on Thursday morning.